Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. This is episode number 12, and today's guest is Kathy, and she is a master at selling her stuff on eBay. So she decided to create this into a business, and she's now teaching other people to sell their stuff on eBay. So this is going to be interesting. Stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank, and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome, Kathy. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm good. It's great to finally have you on. We've been trying to get this going for, what, the last couple of months now, I think? And thank you yeah. for your patience. I'm not sure when this will air, but just for people to know, right now is fourth quarter. It's November 2019 when we're taping this. Mm-hmm. People aren't aware of it because we're all in different kinds of businesses. And, and most businesses have a cycle, you know, where we have, there's busier seasons. I work with online retailers, and this is crazy season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This month, next month, and interesting enough, January stays super busy too. So yeah, probably. I'm, no, I'm just there for my clients and there for my members, and but I'm glad to be here too. It's it's nice to take a break and sort of pull back and remember the big picture. <laughs> exactly. So you talk about a little bit about you know that this is a busy season for you, but for those that don't know who you are and what you do, you mind telling us what it is that you do? Well, of course. So yeah. I'm Kathy Terrell. I'm an eBay online success business and social media coach. Um, I also work generally with online sellers. Most of my sellers are are eBay sellers, but I do work with Etsy sellers, Amazon sellers, or predominantly eBay. A couple situations going on. Either the size of their business they're extremely happy with, but they want less hours, or they want to increase their profit margins. So it's more of a tweaking. um, And then other people, they want to scale. So let's say they're grossing. 30, 40, 50, they want to be grossing 100, or they're grossing 20, they want to gross 40. You know, they're looking to scale or grow their businesses, and there's a bunch of different strategies you can use to do that. And I have private clients, which are extremely large sellers, Um, and what I do is I manage their eBay account for them. So we strategize, you know, what they want in their account, and then I execute it and report back to them. Um, But I've been doing it for a while. I'm actually a top-rated seller on eBay. I'm on eBay for over 15 years. Oh, Um, that's long. Yeah, I started small. So I'm very at home with my smaller sellers. I have stood in their shoes. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you kind of got started with the whole eBay thing? Sure. QVC at the time. I was online. I was online. On air. you got to remember all (laughs) the different technologies. On air. um, Product presenter, Westchester, Pennsylvania. And I'm in New York City. So for those who don't know, that's about an eight-hour round-trip commute, which I was very glad to do for years. It's a fantastic gig, fantastic company. I worked with a lot of really neat products. I learned a lot about selling, a lot about retail. Um, And it's actually very similar to online retail, 
because you are selling an item that the customer cannot physically touch. Mm, yeah. Selling them a perfume or and maybe an item they're familiar with, like a bathroom scale, but they may not be familiar with the one that you're selling. And then I did sell some products that were sort of brand new, um, breaking edge technology. So you had to teach and sell. Fast forward, what happened for me was my mom got sick and my mom was in New York. All the rest of the family's in California. Um, so taking care of mom was my responsibility uh, primarily for a while. And it got really, really hard to do with all the commuting. So I huddled with my husband. I said, I really want to come home. I don't want to be on the road so much. You know, mom really needs me. I really need to go to these doctor's appointments with her. He was going in and out of the emergency room a lot. He was extremely supportive. He said, absolutely. So I came home, taking care of mom. And then I'm like, I need to do you know something, but I need something really flexible mm-hmm. to bring in some money and also just and also just a couple hours a day because I didn't have any other time with taking care of mom. So I wasn't looking for eight hours a day or ten hours a day, just like a couple hours, super flexible, you know. And that's hard to find. Yeah, uh, definitely. Fifteen years ago, I mean, nowadays it's probably a lot easier. But fifteen years ago. A little easy, but most jobs, Ken, like if they hire you saying, oh, yeah, Ken, you know, we have flex hours, you know, you can come and go as you please. I'm talking like a brick and mortar physical location, not yeah. any kind of virtual anything. This is like that you're showing up for work in some frame, you know, showing up. You can't just while you're on your shift, let's say 10 a.m. say, oh, excuse me, I got to leave in half an hour because my mother just went into the hospital. I mean, they just it doesn't work for them because they need you. And I get it. So anyway, um, what happened for me was I'm looking around trying to figure out what to do. I couldn't do, I'm trained as an actress. I couldn't do any kind of film or TV work because again, you cannot be on set, have a family emergency happen. You know, if you're Miss Superstar, you might be able to, but even then they're not going to be happy with you if you're running off the set all the time. So that was out of the question. So it was like, and literally I just started to declutter my apartment. Mm-hmm. I've been traveling a lot. I really hadn't paid attention to how much stuff we've been accumulating. Well, that happens to the best of us, no matter what, though. It has right? nothing to do with traveling. <laughs> and I'm in a Manhattan apartment, so I was like, oh, we need to like do this. Like, so um, I actually had a friend that had been selling some stuff on eBay for me, Matt. Mm. And so I called him. I said, oh, Matt, I got this whole box of stuff for you. And he's like, Kathy, I'm too busy. I can't sell your stuff anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> you can't sell my stuff? And then I'm like, he said, you really need to learn how to sell for yourself. And I'm like, what? You're kidding me. <laughs> so it's like, I'm too busy taking care of my mother. I don't want to learn anything new. And the, my sister, um, who's a lawyer of all things, had sold periodically, you know, just to like get rid of some personal possessions and everything. Mm-hmm. So she taught me. She literally taught me over the phone. She's like, okay, click this, do this. I was like, okay. Yeah, simple enough. And I started making money. And, and then, you know, you learn, you grow, you take classes, you get more serious. I became a top-rated seller. Various people became aware of my performing arts backgrounds. I was asked to speak, which was a great honor. Um, there was a great show then called eBay Radio Show, and they had me on as a guest. It went well, giving selling tips. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was regularly asked by them. And then from that, I started speaking at conferences. And from then, I started doing consulting one-on-one and writing some guides. I mean, this is over like a four- or five-year thing. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then I started my membership group. And now it's like the membership group is growing. Yay. I'm trying to think what else. Still speaking a lot. And, and now taking on my bigger sellers and helping them. Mm-hmm. Because at least in the online world, what's happened is for, it's very rare 
You can be on just one website, like just on Amazon or just on eBay. Yeah. With your own Shopify store or Etsy, you know, wherever you're selling. Most sellers find they really need to be on what's called multi-channel, where you need to be on more than one site at a time to maintain profitability. Then the challenge becomes the logistics for that, especially for very large sellers. Can you can imagine these people that have like multi-million dollars of sales, they're on eBay, Walmart, Amazon. Um, Sears even takes third-party sellers now. Yeah. Um, so some Sears. So, I mean, really all over the place. Uh, Poshmark, Etsy. But for the really big sellers, it's usually eBay, Amazon, Walmart are like the big three for them. Right. And, um, it's the logistics of managing three really big accounts is unless you have a lot of employees, it's smart to hire somebody like me. Like for me is I will manage your eBay account. I will strategize with you like, okay, what do you want? What do you don't want? You know, I'll give them a whole checklist. They'll let me know. Um, And then I give monthly reports and let them know what's going on with their account. I'll make suggestions. You might want to try this. You know, if I see something on the horizon, oh, we better be watching out for that. And that way they're abreast with their account and what's going on. Wow. And keep them profitable. This is, this is so different from anything else I've spoken to people about. This is, um, it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of sellers too, because I deal with a lot of different online sellers is they have a physical product. We'll deal with that with a lot of entrepreneurs of, uh, there's a million different entrepreneurs, uh, pet trainers, um, you know this. Um, mm-hmm. They may sell um, some kind of service, like a social media service. But I'm thinking like pet trainers, the craft people. You know, there's a lot of people, beautiful crafts, and they have their own website. Um, they might have a little local brick and mortar store or like a pop-up store or whatever it is. They don't realize how easy it is to take that item yeah. and put it on a site like eBay, which is... You know, people sort of, they might have a vision of eBay from what it was like 20 years ago, which was yeah. a house. That's probably where I'm at. <laughs> right? It's not. 80% of it is new. There's a ton of crafts on eBay. In fact, I have a friend who's an artist here in New York, does beautiful acrylics, scapes of um, Upper West Side, Manhattan, Inwood, Washington Heights area, of the bridges, skies, the parks. He also loves to do some of the really unusual subways in the city, the beautiful arches and colors. Mm. Anyway, he's taken some of his paintings and put them onto scarves. So it's the same, you know, print or the mm-hmm. same graphic. And they're selling, and they're selling on eBay because right. they're New York City gifts. They're very unusual. They're very beautiful. A unique one-of-a-kind corporate gift for the holidays or a birthday gift, or for yourself that you just love New York, and you want to have something really artistic around, Mm -hmm. old, same old. And he's doing great. And the other thing is that when you list something like that, like a scarf or the pet product, it has to be a physical product. You cannot put a digital product on eBay, is it will help you with your Google rankings. Mm, There you go. And use your brand name. So like if it's Ken's store, and let's say you sell photography equipment, okay? So mm-hmm. let's say you have a photography membership, like you're the photography guy. Mm-hmm. So you have a photography membership, you have a photography website, you do photography consulting. And let's say you have a couple of products. Mm-hmm. Let's say you sell a lighting setup or a camera or whatever. Um, is you could sell it on eBay using the same name, Ken's Photography. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that unless somebody else has it. If they do, then you got to like, you know, Ken's super photographer. <laughs> but 
then when people go to Google that, like Ken's photography, they'll see website and they'll see eBay. The eBay will help you rank with Google um, because you're using the same brand name. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that. And you can start a store on eBay, get this for as little as $8. I did not know all this. And websites are not $8. Websites are a ton of money. (laughs) Yeah, and a ton of work. So that's why I like to work with sometimes with the smaller sellers because sometimes they feel that they have to have this huge cash investment to be successful. I have to be spending two or 300 or 500 or 2000, whatever it is on a website. Mm-hmm. And just no, you really don't. You may want to grow to that eventually, you know, as you yeah. sell and make money. Um, but you, you can get your product out there with an eBay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding you. It's called a starter store. It's if you do a yearly commitment, I think it's, it's $5 a month. It's amazing. Now you have to do final value fees. So that's not everything. So when something sells, eBay is going to take a percentage of that, just like a commission, like you're selling a house or anything. It's very stupid. But just to have your branding, your name, your, you know, you have to take your own pictures and everything, write your descriptions for $5 a month to help you rank on Google, Mm -hmm. to get access to millions of customers and not just in the U.S., but globally. I mean, I didn't ship this week. I shipped to Germany, Canada, Germany, Canada this week. And I'm in a New York City apartment. Yeah, it's amazing. Right? I've got one client who sells a lot of really cool men's clothing, and I I was checking his account just to see Korea, Germany, Japan. I mean, he ships globally morning, noon, and night because it's American product, and they love American products, and they're buying it off of eBay. Exactly. So how are you helping these people? Are you, You mentioned something, you have a membership, so that's like the primary way of you helping people? I would say evenly split at this point. You know how it is. Different things appeal to different people. I love the membership because it tends to be my small, medium-sized sellers is, you know, it's that regular content. Every month has a theme. They know what the theme is. Mm -hmm. I also have my members vote. Like, what do you guys want? What? And I'll give them some ideas. If you hear honking, that's New York City in the background. Love it. I might give them ideas like, do you want Facebook? Do you want Instagram? Do you want Pinterest? And let them vote. Mm -hmm. Do you want, I'm trying to think, uh, stock ideas? Do you want wholesale tips? And I'll I'll give them a whole thing. They vote. Mm -hmm. And then like the top four or five, that'll be the next four. I I do this like three or four months out. That's going to be the next four or five months of content. And what they want, it's what they make it. And, and, And they're more engaged that way. So I love that. And then I'll say, okay, this voted on, blah, blah. And then I'll, I'll oftentimes, too, do another quick snap poll and say, okay, we're going to cover this. I've got information on, let's say, these 10 things. Out of these 10 things, what are the top four or five you really want to hear the most? And then let them vote again. Yeah. And then get, and it's, sometimes it's interesting. It's not what you think, which is why it's good to ask. You know that. Yes. You'll think, oh, they're really going to want, you know, how to write a board title. It's like, no, they could care less about board titles. <laughs> yeah. What they want is writing the pin or getting followers, how to do a promoted pin. They, it's like, yeah, board titles, but it's not in their top two or three. Exactly. Yeah. Asking. So important. So true. Listening. Yeah. So important. And, and you know, I'm always listening, 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 because you want to hear us. What's the pain point? You might think that you've explained something super well. You know, it happens in a launch. It's like you think you're addressing the pain point for your people, where you think you're articulating the solution, but if you're not getting the sales or the conversions in your launch, whatever it is, whether it's for a membership or a course, 
either one, you've picked the wrong pain point because it's not a pain point, maybe a pain point for you, but it's not a pain point for your people. Or the other thing is, is you're not articulating it enough is that it's, you're not nailing it. It's too vague. It's too all over the place. And it's got to get real, real, real specific Mm -hmm. and be very, very, very personal. Mm -hmm. And you've got the answer Yeah, and you got to tell, and and you don't want to like, you know, completely give away the store kind of thing, but it's that thing of, um, you've got the answer and then bringing in things like testimonials from your members. Mm -hmm. If the course is new, like it's brand new, no one's taking this course, then testimonials from people that have worked with you before yeah is great because we listen to peers and users a lot mm-hmm. you know like you're looking at something and you're checking the reviews i was just using a group on for a cleaning service right immediately i snapped to the reviews what are they saying about are they on time are they really doing the job are they terrible um and once one guy was a one star bit get rid of him i mean i'm just not going to mess with it mm-hmm. you know i'm looking for like 4.55, but reviews matter and peer reviews matter. And and then look at what they say. Yeah. And like for us, it's great. It's like when people leave you a review or they say something in our memberships or say something in a consultation is, is to listen to what they're saying. Are you solving the problem? You may think you have, but then are they taking the action? Are they getting the result? In my membership group right now, we're working on Instagram stories. Yeah. Some of my people are already doing Instagram stories. They're very comfortable. They're not going to map right. Most of my people are not. Mm-hmm. So what I drilled down, get very complicated with, I mean, you can do all these filters and all kinds of stuff, which is great. But when you're just starting, <laughs> you need to post a story. It's like, get it up. You know, you want a nice graphic. You don't want to just put up any old thing. Text, you need to say something. So think about what you want to say. A hashtag is not a bad idea on a story. So the people, you know, get a quick idea of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Emojis and stuff are great, but if they're clouding the image so much that you can't tell what's going on, they're not so great. So be careful with how much you use all the emojis and post it. Um, and then see what the results are. Like anything, how do you learn? Does it work? Do you get more looks? And what I'm finding, particularly with Instagram stories, in case anybody's listening and thinking about doing this, mm-hmm. I get triple the views on an Instagram story than a regular post. And my regular posts do well on Instagram. In case anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, um, I'm Kathy Terrell. I love to be selling, but I'm telling you, I just put up, I'm looking at my post. So one post has 10 likes. Another one has 18. Yay. Let me look at my Instagram story. I just put this up this morning. How many people do I have watching it? Mm-hmm. 33 views. And it's up for three hours. So that's triple what another thing typically does in a 24-hour cycle. In a matter of four hours, I've tripled it. because the Well, this is great for, my, like I'm thinking, for launchers. So if you, like you're on Instagram, definitely get your Instagram stores. I mean, I've got a launch coming. It's either January or February. I still haven't figured out when I'm going to do it. I think January. But you know, you start warming your audience now. And that was one thing I was going to say, like when you're doing any kind of launch, whether it's a course or a membership, I think, you know, definitely do it. You know, um, I, I love Stu McLaren. I have taken his course. He's absolutely brilliant. And one of the things Stu talks about is a very, very long runway. Mm-hmm. What that means is if you're launching January 1st, you don't start to think about your launch December 25th. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, a lot of people right? tend to do, You're unfortunately. It's not a flash sale. It's like, it's a flash <laughs> sale. 
you know, you're literally starting in May, June. And really, honestly, the way I think about it, because I've done a couple of launches now, is you're basically always warming your audience. And what that means, you're always engaging, you're always listening, you're always responding, you're always building, always building your audience. You know, some weeks you're going to be stronger than others. You're going to you'll put up an Instagram story. It'll get two views and you go, well, they weren't interested in that. Where they mix it up with a lot of great social content. But I'm in November. I know my launch is either going to be January or February. My suspicion is like mid-January. I just got to sit down and really look at my schedule. Is I'm very consciously warming now, very engaging. And also to mix in a lot of fun content, you know, if it's appropriate for who and what you are. I mean, obviously it's something like a psychologist or something that's a more, um, you know, you're a lawyer. I mean, something that's a more, serious is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You got to be more careful or more very specific about your tone. Um, I'm thinking like, do you know what I mean? If I was doing some kind of thing for doctors, sometimes for finances, but sometimes it's good to laugh about finances. too. Right. To just have a good time. Um, again, I'm talking about this with my membership group, and I think I'm going to live stream on this topic sometime in the next couple of weeks is what social media do you enjoy? You know, it's easy to just either push away from everything or just engage in everything is most of us, unless we have a big team, don't have time to do that. So what do you like? Do you like Facebook? Do you like Instagram? Do you like Pinterest? Hmm. And I, I really say to people is, if you like, let's say Instagram, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got stories and you got posts and you got gazillion hashtags. And, and somebody else could go, oh, 30 hashtags, like forget it. You know, I'm going back over to Facebook. But wherever you like, go there and go there regularly. I think it's just like a membership is, are you passionate about what you're offering are you passionate about your course? Mm-hmm. Are you passionate about the people that you're potentially helping? Um, however, you're going to help them or equip them or whatever it is you're offering them. And if you're not, and we all have days where we're like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like everything's a bit overwhelming, is as quickly, and sometimes it is you just need to push back and take a day off. You've been working too much, right? Which can happen right before a launch. It's like, and sometimes right before a launch, as as much as we get jammed up is, it's really good to walk away for half a day or a day and just absolutely and nothing will happen if you do. I mean, as long as you just plan ahead, you can do that. And if you can something really away from your business. So go play with cute animals, go for a nice long walk, you know, go visit a friend or relative that's out in the country. If you're a city person or vice versa, if you're a country person to the city and run around, you know, whatever, go, go do a spa day, um, you know, a guy thing, you know, go to a nice game that you love. Um, for my husband, that's the Yankees. And um, just enjoy yourself. You'll get recharged and then come back. Um, because you, you got to stay connected to the passion. They talk about it as your why, but it's like, why are you doing what you're doing? And to regularly stay connected to that, because if you're not excited about what you're doing, nobody else <laughs> right Ken I mean if you're not excited about what you're doing I'm like well Ken that's great <laughs> we've got to be excited but it's genuine yeah because and people, people pick up on that there's so much marketing <laughs> that's also because I live in New York City there is so much marketing um and you can tell the phonies in a heartbeat mm-hmm. 
just ugh. Um, yeah. But let's talk about your most recent launch because let's dig into that and just talk about how you kind of went through the launch, what you did, and how it all went. My most recent launch was September. September is a really good time of year for my people because we're going into fourth quarter. Yeah, so you kind of start before they get into that last quarter. Right. So it's it's basically the big thing is that I let them know is October, November, December will be like a fourth quarter holiday sales machine. That's what we're going to focus on. Everything to get your stuff sold, everything to get you the best prices, everything to really tweak your holiday social media. And if you haven't done any social media to learn the basics so you can do it, but we're going to be full in for fourth quarter. And then coming in January, we'll move on to some new topics. Um, I started really consciously. uh, The first thing I did was prune my list and I pruned my list. I have an email list probably back like in March, April. I really started thinking through my launch a good six to eight months in advance and I, and I encourage that because, at least for me, I don't like to get jammed up. I don't like doing everything at the last minute. But I set deadlines because I am a deadline person. Um, and it's amazing how you'll be working on something in May, you know, for something in September. But you want to get as much work done in advance as you possibly can. So as much work on the course, on your graphics, any headers, Think through what each day is going to look like as far as if you're live streaming. Get your emails done in advance because what's going to happen is once you're into your launch, <laughs> no matter your age, no matter your um, stamina, is it's exhausting. It is. And you will start dropping pieces out and you don't want to do that. So when you're rest assured there's something wrong is going to happen as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, there'll always be a glitch, always. And and <laughs> it seems to be the more times you've done it, the glitches seem to get worse. It's like somehow... Yeah, it's like you know, need a new challenge. <laughs> it's like, God, is like, okay, she's stronger now. Let's, you know, whatever. Or, now, the other thing is, you, at least I know for myself, is there's more moving parts to my launch. So there's more things that can break down. Uh, my first launch, which was like three years ago, I mean, literally... I did a Facebook live and I just sold right after it. I mean, there was no warming, there was nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it worked. That's what I could do at the time. So anyway, clean the list. You don't want a bunch of dead people on your um, list because that's not going to help you. And it'll hurt your open rate um, because just because of the way the, the, the email systems work, it's just, if you've got a bunch of people on opening your emails, it doesn't help. So perch, I purged, just were not opening. Um, and then you start to warm up your email list. So you're sending them lots of great tips and everything. Um, work on your emails, work on your graphics, um, get clear about what you're going to offer. Is it a course or is it a membership? Either one is fine. Um, for myself, what I did was I did like a mini workshop, Facebook lives. Okay. About fourth quarter, about holiday sales. And Um, when did you do that? Uh, right after Labor Day. Cause again, my gang, August, forget it. Everybody's on vacation. The kids are going back to school. Cause my people are pretty much all across the United States. So some people go back to school second week in August, some Labor Day, basically August is like, forget about it. So I did like the second week in September. We did a mini workshop. Um, I did it live on my Facebook business page. I had worksheets and to get the worksheets, you had to give me your email. I had a wait list. Um, 
for the workshop. They got special emails with extra bonuses and everything. Um, that went on for a week. And again, no selling, just giving them a workshop, chatting, getting to know each other. This is who I am. This is what I do. People in my membership group were welcome to come. It was all done publicly, but I told them, you know, this is because I'm reopening the membership so they know what's going on. But then I opened cart. I continue to do Facebook lives through the cart period. If I remember correctly, I opened cart on a Monday. I closed on a Thursday mm -hmm. and it did great. I was thrilled. Very, very happy. Um, my previous launch, there had been a lot of glitches. Um, this one, I think I'd had one Mac glitch mm -hmm. like the first day. And I think an email glitch like the second or third day, but otherwise it was pretty good. And it went great. That was oh, really that's really good though. Did you do, I mean, how did you interact with old people? Was it like a Facebook group or did you? I didn't do a pop-up Facebook group. And no? I am thinking of, yep, I am thinking of doing that next time. Because I have free Facebook groups. So I streamed on my Facebook business. Okay. And then, and this is what I was going to bring up, is I then did watch parties in my free groups. So, you know, not exactly the same time. Like later in the day or the next day, I would just put it into the group with a watch party and just say, hey, I'm here. If you guys have any questions, just ask. Um, and that worked really well. Can you explain kind of what a watch party is for those who don't know? Okay. Whatever video you're going to use for the watch party, and it can be a YouTube or something, it has to be a video that's either uploaded to Facebook or a Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. Once it's, and it has to be on your, I'm just going to deal with business page first. So it's on your business page. You can click bottom right, make sure I'm not lying. And it'll say watch party. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it will say share and you click the share button. And then one of the share options will be watch party. And what it does is it literally restarts the video from the start, mm -hmm. wherever you're putting it. So you're putting it into a group. You could do a watch party on your personal page. So I could share from my business page to my personal page. What Facebook loves watch parties. So When you start your watch party, the people in your group, or if people are following you, it's on your personal page, they'll get a notification. And you've probably seen them, Ken, because both of us know. There'll be like a little bubble will come up and say, Ken is having a watch party. Um, so it's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Join Ken's watch party. It's that whole thing, you know, the, the FOMO, fear of missing out. So it's almost as if you're going live again. I can't explain it. It gets people's attention. They come in, you know, they can comment. I just say, you know, I'm here so that they know I'm here. I'm not just throwing the video there. And it's, again, it's great engagement. And the big thing I think, Ken, is because Facebook likes watch parties because it's video content. It's video content you're sharing. You know, Facebook's entire goal in life is to keep us all on Facebook 24-7. So, Video engages people, and it's also live because you're right there with the video. because yeah, you can comment during the video, right? Yes, but the, and the reason why, in case people don't understand Facebook's algorithms, the reason you want to start wherever the video is, if it's on your business page or your personal page, you want it in a public place because you can share from a public place to a non-private place. Yeah, so, so you don't want it inside of closed Facebook group because then you can't share it outside of that. If it is, so let's say you have a pop-up group for your membership launch, which is fine. I'm actually going to do one next time. Is you can do a watch party within your group, which is not a bad idea. I see a lot of people doing that. Again, 
it's live, you're right there, they're getting to go through the content again, and again, they may not on their own listen to your video, but if you put it into a watch party, oh, all of a sudden it's like, yay, let's go listen to Kathy's video. But you cannot share it from closed group or private group, depending on what you've got, probably close to your personal page mm -hmm. or a business page because you're cheap privacy notifications. And I, it might be, because you know this from groups, sometimes if you have group content and if you share it to your personal page, people will see it, but only people that are in that group. So if you and I are in Ken's Boutique group and there's a live video in that group and then you decide to share it to your personal page, I haven't tried this because I just haven't wanted to. My suspicion is it probably would work, but only the people that are in the boutique group. We'll see that. We'll yeah, see probably. Privacy settings. So just for me, is I just find it a lot easier. Put it on your business page. From the business page, share it to the group. If it's content that you want exclusive for your group mm -hmm. or exclusive for the pop-up, then like one thing you could do is go on your on your business page and say, hey, I'm going to start streaming in half an hour, 45 minutes, this super cool workshop about blah, blah, blah. Here's the link to the group. Come join us. And, and get them, you know, it's like, again, it's the FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, I've got this cool thing. You're going to want it. Come on over. But I really found the watch parties, and I've been noticing some other entrepreneurs. Uh, Rachel Miller, because I was messaging her. I'm in her group, Makers, another group, great group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and she's great on Facebook. And, I, and I, I've seen her use watch parties. Um, and I said, have you used them in launches? She said, yes. And they work really well. <laughs> uh, and she's a very broad, and that's why I pinged her, because I know she deals with a very broad spectrum of entrepreneurs. Um, because I was just sort of trying to get an idea, like, is this just my gang that's into watch parties? Or is it, she's like, no, people really like watch parties. And equally as important um, is Facebook, which means they're then going to push it. Like if you're in the group, you're going to get a notification. If it's if I'm doing a watch party on my business page, my business page people will get notifications because right now Facebook is in love with watch parties and it doesn't take a lot of work. It's really easy. You know, your video is maybe 15 minutes. You click watch party. You keep an eye on the comments and you're yes, fine. Sir. You can also stream live with it. I have not done that where you can like be there and commenting like a talking head. I don't. I just do the watch party. I type in the comment thing. I'm right here. Yeah, uh, that works. Again, my next launch, I might try that. <laughs> so what is a key thing for a successful launch? Since you've obviously done a successful launch, what are some key things that you need to think about? I think the biggest thing, honestly, you got to plan it out. And again, whatever works for you. I'm a Google Calendar girl. Everything goes in Google Calendar. Um, I also have a Santa. Um, and I have like a, a big board I'll create for the launch and literally every day mapped out what content's going out, who's responsible for what. So I, and you, you swear you're going to hold it in your head and you're not. Um, <laughs> That's a lot to hold in your head. You're just not. And the other thing is, even though you're, you'll be really tired some days and just like want to jump into bed or just see your family, take five or 10 minutes every day. And again, Evernote, Microsoft Word, Asana, Slack, whatever works for you, write down, this worked, this did not work. Again, because you think you're going to remember two or three days later, and you won't because there's so many moving parts going on. Notes every day about what is going on, what you're doing, what you're not doing, um, any glitches, because again, you're going to think you're going to remember them, you won't. Just take five or ten minutes, you don't have to overthink it. We were talking about that before. Um, and just jot it 
down. Um, and my first thing would be is figure out a way every day to have fun. You know, whatever that looks like, you know, your, your favorite cup of tea, like, oh, I just love this tea, you know. Um, you know, go for a walk for five minutes, you know, just like breathe, you know, whatever it is. Um, is I'm thinking more female things. So sorry, I think like pedicure, <laughs> pedicure. But I'm thinking is, but whatever it is to keep it fun for yourself, you know, maybe playing some really peppy music in here. Like this is my home office. My living room is that way in the living room and just like listening to some fun music for five or 10 minutes. Okay, good. Back to the launch is do things that nourish you, that, that are fun for you, um, that, that keep you joyful and giving because a lot of stuff will come at you and just you want to do everything you can to keep yourself nourished. And that's that was my the last thing is really watch what you're eating and watch your sleeping. I mean, you may think like popping my favorite candy, M&M peanuts. Um, <laughs> you know, again, a couple of M&M peanuts are fine, but, you know, drink herbal tea, make it to the gym. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, eat those nice foods. Um, it matters because it really is a stamina thing for the pre-launch and then the launch. And we also all have personal lives. So, I mean, I want to have time left over for my husband, for my friends. Oh, and then one bonus tip is clear the decks because I was just thinking of husband and friends. Anything you can possibly, you know, do not schedule doctor's appointments. Um, <laughs> not just, you know, whatever it is, either before or after, um, you know, obviously something that has to be done. I'm not saying that, but um, meetings with friends, you love your friends, but maybe for four or five days, you're not going to see your friends unless it's like a short 15 minute coffee break. Anything you can get off your calendar. Um, again, if you have regular clients, you love them. Is there a way to space it more so you've got a little more room during your launch? Um, really, really look at your calendar. Um, you really want to get anything out of there that you possibly, possibly can. Um, because you're going to need every minute to really think through when you're going on like a Facebook live, you don't want it, it, it. You need to know exactly what you're doing. You swear, you know what you're doing, but you need to go over it for a good half an hour, 45 minutes before you go on air, you know, complete tech checks before you're going on this, speaking to the woman who said like more tech things happen. But even when they do happen is I know I prepared. So then when it happens, you can deal with it. It's not a matter of you're sitting down, turning the thing on and just jumping in. It's like, you've really thought through, what the process is and that you have fun, have fun with your people because it shows. It does. What I do is very unique. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that do what I do, but I'm, you know, I'm sure there's other stuff out. Anybody, you know, the pet trainers and um, I see early uh, childhood education people and I see, I'm seeing all these different membership groups, you know, um, travel groups and, and different age travel groups and uh, getting your kid into college. I'm seeing memberships now for that, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, you name it, but there's somebody else with similar products. What sets you apart from everybody else is you. So the more you can be centered in that, taking care of that, that's when like, you know, eat those fresh fruit and veggies, drink that water. I mean, you think it doesn't matter. It does because it will help you get through the week. I'm a huge, I love coffee. It's like one or two cups of coffee, then stop, you know, and you got to go to water and, and not just be like, Miss Caffeine Head. What are some easy, uh, what are some things that are really easy to forget when you're in the middle of launch that you might should have thought about, but didn't? You really got to keep track of your social media um, and don't overwhelm yourself. If, if you do not have a team, it's extremely unlikely you're going to be posting on more than one or two social medias. Just a physical impossibility with running your launch, 
doing your emails, being responsive to questions, um, taking care of yourself and just getting everything done. So I really suggest is, and, and that's why the pre-launch can help you is really look at what media is working best for you um, and really focus there. If you can do two, great, but it's better to do one consistently and well than two or three sort of all over the map because, again, you're going to want to focus and connect and relate and be regular is far more important than once a week all over the place. And yeah, also, spray you I'm sorry, you're also going to want to respond, Ken, which is it's great to post, but if people are responding and asking questions, you need to answer them. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? That's key. Absolutely. So do you have any final tips that people really need to think about when they're launching something that you've taken with you from your previous launches? I would really say keep it simple. If anything, I see the biggest mistake people make with launches, and this is beginning, intermediate, and advanced when I'm listening to people, is uh, way overcomplicating it. I mean, I was just saying to you, like, you feel like, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I got to go, like, go to Yale or Harvard to get a PhD in launches. <laughs> like, oh, my God, these people, oh, my goodness, is what's the pain point? I remember learning this about Facebook ads with a friend years ago. One pain point, one, and usually we come up with 10, one. Or one main one. If, if I know with certain fields, it might be a few, but one main one, answer it, and you're the answer. And then how your answer is going to transform them. Whatever that looks like. And transformation doesn't necessarily mean, and for some people, it's, it's truly dramatic. It's like, you know, money's very, very tight, and with the information that you're able to offer them, and they have to do the work. You know, with this, of course. this yeah. is not a magic pill. Unless people are selling magic pills, I don't sell magic pills. <laughs> Um, I sell simple and easy to understand, not simplistic, but simple and easy to understand. I'm very into chunkable, doable content. But when you watch somebody, I actually had a, a seller in this situation where they were literally hand to mouth. They were so, so tight on money because of different things going on. And within three months, they now have a prosperous business and their sales are up and they are doing great. We just had to figure out some things within their business. It's life-changing. This is a single woman supporting herself. You know what I mean? And then I have my big giant sellers who I love because they're supporting warehouses and lots of people. And again, I will watch their sales, not from my membership, from the consultant, go up 20, 30%. That's great. That's what they're looking for. Everyone wants results. But again, is really chunk it down and keep it simple. I find the, the launches where I sort of go, hmm, is they're not clear enough they're offering. You've got to be really, really clear. And again, we always want to sort of sell the soup to nuts is you may be, but you've got to really, excuse me, keep it clear and simple and say it over. You think people are like, oh God, they've heard this a million times. Say it over, you know, this again, over and over and over. I heard something like five or seven touch points before people buy, but the same thing listening is, um, I remember when I was taught how to write, say what you're going to say. Actually, this was a QVC. So it was like, here's the product. Tell them what the product does, features and benefits. And then just tell them what you just told them. Because we, we, hear, we don't always hear the first time or it doesn't really resonate. I need to hear it five, six, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20. And then I'm like, and then all of a sudden there's the light bulb moment. Oh, I'm saying that to myself too, because sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, because it just, it can just be exhausting and overwhelming. And 
But that's why reading the testimonials, having your testimonials, you know, even if you only have one or two, if you're new, 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 and you may only have one or two, go and read them. Those are real. When people say, her information is invaluable. Her information has transformed my business. Um, and these are unsolicited. It's not like I said, oh, please come and write reviews. Um, her information has transformed me. I can count on her for authoritative information. I just go, thank you. That is who I am. That is what I deliver. And then you get back to work. Like you, you're friendly, you're outgoing, um, you really care about other entrepreneurs. I mean, it's who you are, and, you, and you're very considerate because you dealt with me rescheduling three times. <laughs> uh, but it's who you are, it's what you bring to the table, it's what you offer. Well, thank you, thank you. So where can people find you and learn more about you and your business? Sure, so my website is ilovetobeselling.com, exactly what it sounds like. I'm on Facebook, my Facebook business page, same thing. I love to be selling that. Uh, actually, I love to be selling. My name is Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, Terrell, T-E-R-R-I-L-L. I'm also on LinkedIn. I have a podcast now too. Yay. Uh, it's, it's only a couple out, but we're going great guns. I'm in the entrepreneurship category. Um, and again, Kathy Terrell, I love to be selling with eBay-specific tips for medium-sized sellers. So that's the goal on that. I'm on YouTube too. If you're a YouTuber, I, yes, I am everywhere. Um, <laughs> Kathy Carroll, YouTube. And I mentioned that because again, what we were saying is, and this is part of scaling because trust me, eight years ago, I was on my Facebook business page and that was it. Yeah. It, that's that somewhere. It's just like with a, with, um, with the launch, which is you layer. So, you know, you did this for the launch, like your next launch. Okay. Do you want to do pretty much the same thing or maybe add one thing? What one thing you want to add? Same thing with social media. You start with Facebook or whatever, you get it under your belt. Then you add, you know, like YouTube. Now I launched the podcast. I think this is it though for stuff. For a while. I'm feeling very full plate right now. Yeah. Link up everything in the show and also people can uh, click on it and find everything. Okay. My pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, joining the show and uh, wish you the best. Thank you so much, Ken. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.